Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye. Aye, aye, Thorm. <laughs> I can't hear Thorm. Aye, aye, Hornsen! Horn. Welcome to Brose. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros. From Belmont, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. From Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And from King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, uh, lean a little bit closer, and he'll sell you what roses really smell like. It's Mr. Tim Hansen. <laughs> ooh, ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How you guys feeling? Wonderful. Yeah, pretty good. Is, pretty good. I I have Loosened been better, up. but I'm doing great. Okay. I'm do, but I'm doing great because I'm with you guys. I'm saying in general, Aww. in general, the vibes not great, but hanging out with you guys I, for the past three hours has been pretty solid. I feel that. I feel that. Hmm. I feel that as well. Tim, do you feel it? I feel it. Good. I can feel it still. Can feel it. Coming in the air it's the wrong song. It's the wrong song, Rich. Yeah. It was not a Genesis reference, although I appreciate you going there. <laughs> That's the only. Oh, that, 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 excuse me, that was just Phil Collins solo in the air. That was just Phil Collins solo. Yeah, it's not Genesis. The drums. The drums. That's that's the one. <laughs> My favorite TikToks are when people fall and they add that to whenever the person's falling. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> that's I'm that's terrible. the most common one of those like those fake videos where people are like listening to blank song for the first time. It's always like hearing the drums on coming in the air uh, uh, in the mm-hmm. air tonight for the first time. I'm like, no. This is not the first time you've ever heard the drums for <laughs> bullshit. Nonsense. Complete and utter nonsense. Stop yeah. trying to cater to me specifically. But I could watch kids fall off bikes all day. Fuck kids. And with that, welcome to the Brose Podcast. <laughs> that was a reference Something. I was hoping Sean was going to get, but I guess not. <laughs> all right. The only reference I understood was to Tim, the child hater, who just loves watching kids <laughs> fall off of bikes. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> The premise of our show, as always, is that we, the four bros, bring a question to the table every episode. It could be about anything. It could be about current events. It could be about pop culture. It could be about a would you rather. It could be about a, a personal issue we've been experiencing. It could be about life, the universe, or anything. But whatever question we ask, we all answer it with a glass of wine and a touch of mirth. But we also take your questions out there in listener land. We want your questions as well. So if you have a question that you'd like us to answer on the air with our trademark TM blend of uh, of, of wine and mirth, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. But of course, we have to start with what we are drinking tonight. Sean O'Brien, let's start with you. What do you got? I'm drinking Barefoot White Zinfandel, a super sweet 9% ABV uh, wine, and uh, it is serviceable. It's fine. Pretty good. Nostalgic Mm -hmm. for me specifically, but 
I think if you want want a sweet ass wine, get yourself some of this. Okay. Also, mm-hmm. also mad cheap. It was seven dollars. <laughs> seven dollars for a bottle. Seven dollars for a regular size bottle. Fourteen Officially for a recession liter. proof. <laughs> uh, Tim, what are you drinking? Well, I went looking for Post Malone's Rosé at Sean's uh, very, very uh, strongly worded recommendation. I could not find it. So instead, I got uh, what Matt has, the, the vineyard that Matt has off, often talked about at great length. Uh, Bogle Family Vineyards, very sustainable, very, very, very good uh, six, six generations. Am I reading that right? Yeah, six generations of farming and making the booze and uh i got their pinot noir very good very very serviceable uh i I wouldn't say it's amazing but i don't have anything negative to say it is just a very good pinot noir Mm. i'm also drinking a bogle vineyards rosé and tim brought up something that i had mentioned on previous episodes but not uh, the last couple, which is that they are a certified green, uh, sustainable vineyard uh, out in California. Uh, my red wine is an essential red. Uh, it is not my favorite Bogle wine that I've had. I do prefer some of their more, uh, the, the actual specific reds as opposed to this essential red blend. But it's a good red blend if you like red blends. If you like an apothic red, this is sort of in that vein uh, of, of wines there. And I want to say this only set you back like 14, 15 bucks, which is not a not, look we're not talking barefoot levels of of price uh, efficiency but certainly not on the high end of red wine bottles that you're gonna get so uh not too bad rich what are you drinking uh i i am i am uh so my my belly isn't feeling all that great today so i was drinking cider but i finished all of my drinks so i'm drinking nothing literally just as we started mm. i have three drinks in front of me and they're all empty now so i'm drinking nothing guys Mm, I don't know how to handle this. How about water? I, I my water was empty. It was empty, and I didn't I didn't have time to go get. I forgot to go get some. Rich, I if got, it makes you feel better, my wine is now empty too. Okay, that helps. I got. I was at a board game night the other day, and I had a hot chocolate, a um, a THC seltzer, and a glass of wine, and I had them in front of me. And somebody called me out for being like, "Hey, are you thirsty?" And I was just like, "This is how you find the neurodivergent." Uh, all right brosequestions at gmail.com if you out there in listener land want your question answered on the air uh, but I promised during last episode that I would lead us off with a question this is, is, uh, is a serious one you guys are alright with a serious question it's 1130 yes. yes. and it's 1120 at night Let's, let's fucking let's, let's go I've got, I've got a fun one I'll go after this I've got a fun one so we'll do series first. A fun run. All right. All right. The fun run. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Should people with mental illness be allowed to buy and own a gun? Yes. Yes, but. Uh-huh. Okay. So um, in, in the, in the, conversations of gun laws gun safety gun violence in america obviously mental health is a big topic um and i think it's unfortunately more often used as like a scapegoat conversation and it's like nah, mental health and then they just 
stop talking. And it's like, I think that's more of a part of the conversation and part of the solution is it kind of depends on what's your mental illness. Uh, what, what are the characteristics of the things that you are dealing with? I, it, cause really depression is a mental illness. Would I say no one with depression should have a gun? No, absolutely not. I mean, but maybe. <laughs> but but maybe. But maybe. It also depends on what's your depression do for you. And yeah. that's kind of the and that's kind of the problem with trying to legislate that aspect of gun ownership and gun laws. Um red flag laws do a lot can do a lot to help for that. There's also yellow flag laws which are like a little more of like a cautionary warning not immediately like you fuck that we're taking your gun right meow and more of a like hey this we should talk about this more and there should be some things going on here um but it's definitely it's definitely a strong aspect of something that needs to actually have something done because even after all of these things, all of these mass shootings, not mass shootings, just murders straight up that have been clearly telegraphed for months leading up to, and then just nothing happens, is red flag laws do help. Do I think they're the end all be all? No. But they help. They can help. And more often than not, in the few situations where they haven't helped, it's because they weren't actually treated appropriately it's like oh yeah we we did this this and this it's like well did you do the end part where you take the gun well no it's like well then you really didn't fucking do anything all you did was keep them from buying another one so congratulations you didn't fucking do it Mm -hmm. um so yeah i mean mental health is terrible for gun ownership it is and from someone who is I don't know how to put this better. Raw dogged his mental health more than I probably should have. <laughs> well, um, I can't think of a better way you could have put that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so like, yeah, I've been to therapy. I've definitely, I, I have been diagnosed with depression. And then uh, pretty much after that session, I already thought the guy was an idiot. He was like, you may have mild depression. And it wasn't even a full diagnosis. Like you might have mild depression. And it's like after two months, that's all you got for me. I might I just told you I'm thinking of killing myself. And you're like, you might be depressed. Well done, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck, I forgot where I was going with that. The point is, not everyone, the, the, the concern for that topic is more, what is this person with mental health going to do to others? Um, rather than necessarily themselves. The others, well, I think, I mean, is the bigger concern. That's con- one aspect of it. But I, I would think that the idea of prevent, I mean, Yes, yeah. as far as like stuff that's in the news, you don't want to you know, the main shooter from a couple of weeks ago, for example, like mm-hmm. the, 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 that that was sort of sort of sparked this. And certainly, you know, you want to adjudicate you want to sort of head off mass shootings as best you can. But I, w- I would still think that assessing somebody's mental health as far as their ability to harm themselves with a firearm would still be important, even if it's not a, to the level of a mass shooting. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, but it. It's hard, I, I, I guess, is kind of the point. We can't do nothing because it's hard. We should still try to do something and try and continue to improve that system. But just being like, oh, but I don't have an answer. 
and that doing nothing is horseshit. So I would still, yes, but not necessarily everyone with mental illness because there are degrees and there are just like, I am just a general sad or I'm just a general because of my thing, have a total apathy for the world, but it's not in a self or outwardly destructive manner. Does that person deserve to not be able to defend themselves? No. Or Mm -hmm. no. Yeah, no, they don't deserve to not defend themselves. So I wouldn't. Yeah. I don't don't know. It's hard. (laughs) Sorry for my ramble, but also it's, it's very much a guess, but, and like, fuck. No, you yeah. covered a lot of points. It's stuff that I, I'm glad that you, that you said because I, I, I'm, I knew that you were going to have a thoughtful opinion on this, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to bring it up. I th- yeah. So I think, I think that people with mental illness should be allowed to own guns. I do think that there is a lot of self-reflection that you have to do as a person with mental illness in terms of whether or not you should own a gun. Like right now, I shouldn't own a gun. You know, like, I I don't mean to, like, freak anybody out or anything. That's just, like, the realness of Mm -hmm. where I am. Like, uh, but, like, I don't know. Like, with Tim saying, like, it it is very frustrating that every time a mass shooting happens with a person who is afflicted with mental illness, the conversation is all, well, we have to help mental illness. Like, well, it's actually a mental illness problem, but then they don't do anything about it. It's you a know, straw man argument. That's yeah, the word like, I was trying to think of that whole time. It's like, it's like, yeah, I agree with you, but then put some effort into helping the people with mental illness. Like you can't just say, oh, it's a mental illness problem, not a gun ownership problem, and then do nothing about either of them. Like you have to solve a problem. There's obviously a problem and we need to solve it. But, um, but I do think like, I, I think it's more important in general to disallow people with histories of violence from against others from owning guns as opposed to people with uh like the the harm the harm that can be caused by one person to a bunch of other people i think that's what we need to like if your mental illness is going to or has in the past led to you lashing out violently towards your spouse or towards other kids at school, like, then I think perhaps we need to, uh, Hmm. we need to, we need to assess that situation. But I don't think, I don't know. I think if you're a danger to yourself, it's so hard to know what that is. Like even for yourself. And especially because in those conversations of, well, well, mental health and mental health, the other part of that conversation is, well, he got the gun legally. Yeah, that's the fucking problem. That's what we're trying to talk about is should there be something more in place to prevent this because of all of these red flags leading up to this event? This guy in Maine, it just it didn't just happen out of anywhere out of nowhere committed all of the warnings, all of the thing, all of his like, I want to literally said, I want to commit a mass shooting on this base. And it's like, oh, well, I didn't get to do it on this base. So let me go to this bowling lane. Like that sucks. Like that's terrible. But those are warning signs. They are developments that could have 
had something in place to prevent something along those lines. Right. Maybe. Well, Are there going to be things that still happen? Yeah. Not everything. It's not going to solve every incident of this happening, but is it going to make it less frequent? Guaranteed. Like it's like Guaranteed. saying bomb in an airport. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's one of those things like it probably is nothing, but you really have to take this stuff seriously. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody is, if somebody's saying like, I want to commit a mass shooting, Let's fucking believe them and not give them guns, you know, <laughs> Let's, yeah. or take or take the guns away. Like, I, I think we're so not we. I think conservatives in general are so afraid that taking guns away from specific people is a slippery slope. Like, where's where's the line? It's like there's a really defined line. Like, if you're not a danger to other people, you should be allowed to own guns. I don't. The slippery, the slippery slope is such a bullshit argument in every fucking instance it's yes. fucking used. Yeah. It may, it makes me so mad. They're like, oh, you want to identify whatever? Well, fine, I'm a fucking cat and I'm going to kill you. <laughs> what? <laughs> Shut up. Please stop. Well, I'm going to marry a cow. No one wants to marry a cow except for that one guy in West Virginia, but we don't talk about him and he's not allowed. That's not part of the conversation. Um. Yeah, it just sucks. But the the Sean, you also mentioned the self reflection. I do think that's very important, and kind of part of no law is ever going to solve all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the on on the, I am a gun owner. I'm very pro gun ownership, and I'm very, but I'm also very responsible gun ownership and pro. We need to expand some gun laws. But at the same time, any law that I could potentially think of instituting would not have prevented me from doing any of the things that I have thought of at any point in my life. Absolutely none of them. Um, Clearly, I'm still here and I haven't done any of those. But there have been instances where it's like, yeah, it's like, I'm just going to put this not in my house anymore for a little while. So I don't have to worry about that temptation. I don't have to worry about potentially doing a life altering decision that would affect a lot of people and also just finish any decisions that I would ever make, but no laws are going to change that. So clearly we can't, but at the same time, do I not deserve to defend myself and my home? I wouldn't say take my gun away, but also like get me help. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let help you yeah, this was too. this was also like four or five years ago so like don't worry about me right now i'm okay mm-hmm. that is there, there, there are a couple of things that you hit there uh that i'm interested because in, it certainly it does get personal because you're everybody's to a different degree dealing with some level of, of mental stress or anxiety or, or what have you and what it, it matters whether it rises to the level of being something clinical or something otherwise and what I, what concerns me about this question, it's in part the, uh, the stri- slippery slope that uh, Tim uh, brought up mm-hmm. a couple of minutes ago. However, um, but it's also just the idea whenever I think about this, like, okay, is there going to be a law about preventing somebody from owning this based on like a condition? Like my, my, my first thought was like, okay, who's making the decision mm-hmm. that – puts this person on X list, like when it comes to like mental illness, like, okay, who is making the decision that commentary that somebody has made and it's supposedly a private setting as far as like a therapy session or even a public setting rises to the level of being, okay, you're going to get put on the the list of some sort. 
Um, because my concern is that you wind up with like, if you institute a law and technically there's like a federal code on file that says like, if you've been mentally disposed in such a way that you've been locked up for (laughs) mental health reasons or something like that, that you technically can't own a firearm. All right. Let's see that get enforced. But, um, but if we rises to that level, like, okay, we're going to say that anybody who's said anything that could be construed as being, uh, you know, in an indicator of violence, we got to have somebody make that decision. We got to have a board of some, somebody making that decision and all right, okay, who, who's going to be on the board? Who's going to be making the decisions of who's, who, uh, makes the rules, who's going to be setting the criteria. Is it going to be politicians or is it going to be, you know, psychological experts? Is it going to be somebody like that? Uh, and, and then I'm, I'm curious to see who gets winds up, getting put on those lists. Cause it's usually not, it's it, that, that it, it sounds to me like it would wind up being, a, I'm making a few jumps here, but it sounds to me like it would ultimately wind up being, if we made a rule that said, okay, we can only have fire. We, we, we're going to prevent firearms from going to people who have X conditions or something like that, that it's a very non due processy way of depriving uh-huh. somebody of a right. Uh, and I don't love that. Uh, and when, when you say slippery slope, Tim, that's kind of what I'm worried about is like the idea that it's just eventually going to wind up being like, okay, mysterious government board says I can't own a firearm because at age 22, I put X on Twitter, uh, which is a little bit of a dystopian well, I mean, jump, but you, Twitter on you know, that. I should, you can, you can put X on Twitter now because that's all it is. I can put X on Twitter <laughs> all the time because it's the same freaking thing. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, like it, it, it's that, that it, I, I don't want to do nothing because certainly there, there seems to be an issue with me. I think I'm not going to get the statistics right. I want to say that on the whole gun violence in the United States is not as high, like on a macro basis that overall gun violence is not as high as it used to be, but mass shootings are on the way up, which is in my understanding, the way a, Again, you can check me on this. My understanding is that the the overall amount of gun violence in the United States is not as high as it was like 10, 20 years ago, but the number of mass shootings is up over the last couple of years. I, and I think that the reality is that people with mental illness are more likely to be the mm-hmm. recipients of violence mm-hmm. than to perpetrate. Right. So I think so and that's yeah, why I don't so want I, them to... I just I agree with you. It's it's who's going to make the call. Yeah, you know who's going to be it's, like this? This mentally ill person is more likely to right. assault others than be assaulted. Right. Yeah, like it, it's 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 it, where you draw the line is not the excuse to never draw a line anywhere. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, like, like Tim has just mentioned. Tim Tim just mentioned. It. Tim has had, had sessions with therapists before and had his own battles with it. Like, I'll I'll come full card here. Uh, last couple of weeks, I have been taking citalopram for the first time in, in uh, several years because I've just been so stressed out about work and and uh, and and things going on with, my, with you know house and personal life and everything like that. Like I, I've been talking to my therapist about it. We feel felt it was a good a good time for me to start taking that again. Not not like a a whopping dose or anything like that, but but enough enough to sort of it's a, the SSRI. It's enough to sort of quell the, the the catastrophizing and everything like that uh you know and not really in a, in a change to anything in my life they just don't recommend that you drink a whole lot so cheers uh <laughs> but does that mean that i don't get a i don't own a gun does that mean that but does do the events of the last couple of weeks mean that i shouldn't own a gun now 
Like, is that is that the is that the, the line that we're drawing? Okay, we're, you're having a moment of stress. Should you not be able to own a gun now if you wanted to in your brand new home? Uh, I have no inclination to do it, but I'm just I'm I'm thinking through that. Like, there are so many shades of gray when it comes to mental illness. It's not as easy as saying like, okay, somebody's depressed, somebody's mm-hmm. stressed, and, and to your point, Sean somebody who is experiencing mental illness should really have a way to defend themselves. It's, 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 yeah, it's, this is partly why I wanted to bring it up because it's a very thorny issue. And I truly do not know what a, what a proper response would be, but I do think the best response that I've heard so far, in addition to Tim's incredibly salient points about just the, the, all the nuances of this question is Sean's point where it's a, a matter of self-reflection. Like, okay, if you are somebody who is experiencing mental stress, mental anxiety, mental, you're, you're, you're clinically depressed or you're non-clinically depressed, but you're still depressed. Take a look in the mirror and be like, okay, why are you making this decision to purchase a firearm now? Um, as opposed to, you know, in previous months or something like that. And, you know, look, I think the, the bigger indicator is violent history, which maybe is a offshoot of mental illness, but like, you know, not all violent criminals are mentally ill. Not all mentally ill people are violent criminals, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah. anyway, there's it's, my word salad. <laughs> I, 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 you talked about like who makes the decision. I think that's going to be the hardest point. And it's always the what biggest, I'm worried about with this shit. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's inevitably going to end up. I want to say should end up, but I don't know if that's the right word either. It's going to end up being a lot of bureaucracy. It's going to take a long time to fine tune whatever that is going to end up needing to be. But the biggest issue currently is that a lot of it is left up to states' rights. So, like, and and everyone's like, well, look at all the gun violence in Chicago. They have some of the strictest gun laws. Yeah. And look where the guns come from Virginia. So many of the guns used in a lot of the violence that happens in Chicago with all the strictest laws come from Virginia, who has some of the loosest laws. And of course, they're like, well, the gun, the gun, the, 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 the fucking gun show loophole. Gun show loophole doesn't really particularly exist. There's never actually been actual evidence of that being a thing. But people going to Virginia and buying guns fully legally and then getting them shipped to Virginia or, or getting them shipped to Chicago or where else, wherever else is totally a thing. So like at some point it's like, yeah, state's laws are great. But if literally across the entire country, people are just being fucking murdered at some point states, Hey, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. This needs to be taken over. And like, I'm not a huge fan of probably the closest to liberal <laughs> libertarianism I'll get. I'm not a huge fan of government overreach necessarily, but at some point, clearly we're dumb. Mm. Clearly, as a nation, we are dumb. We can't fix it. We, we There's nothing to prevent this, says the only nation in the fucking world where this yeah, happens dark. regularly. Clearly, there's an answer. Mm. Um, so is the bureaucracy, bureaucracy going to suck? Yes. Does it need to be in a, like one answer fits the country uh, if we're all going to be part of the same country? Yeah. Unfortunately, yes, it's going to take a while to iron out. It's going to take it forever to fix. It will never be perfect, but it will be better than whatever the fuck we're doing right now. Rich, what are your thoughts? I, 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 I agree with pretty much everything you guys have said. It's, um, 
it is your right to carry a gun and own a gun. You have the right to carry a gun. You have the right to own, to own a gun. It is it's your choice. Um, I I see. Here's probably where I'm going to defer. I feel like mental mental health aside, I feel like everyone who has a gun license should also have to be in therapy. I feel like everyone who has a gun license should have to go to therapy so that this way, if your mental state were to change, those red flags can go up. Yeah, but but that's not fair to the therapist or to you. Because what, what kind of therapy can you really... Like, if you know you have to go to therapy, you can just lie. I don't think... I don't know. I think if... And it's also like... The, ri- the you, rich is like, a libertarian boat is, is leaving the dock. <laughs> like I, I th- there's exercising there... your Second Amendment right means you have to go to therapy. <laughs> Look, I, if if you want if you want to own this killing machine, you should. We should know that you're not going to use it for bad. So like no, <laughs> like 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 I'm I'm I look. I it's I don't. Know. You- Therapy only works if you are honest about whatever is happening, and if you want to own a gun with which to do those things, it's super th- that's that's you turn. I'm sorry. Then you're just right now saying, "Well, criminals are going to get guns." No, that is yeah, not the same thing. You're straight that up turning. You're you're no, saying. You're I'm saying you, if you know you have to go to therapy and say certain things to get your gun, you're going to say those certain things to get your gun, and you're not going to be truthful. You're, you are saying criminals therapy. will find their way to get guns. That is not what I'm saying at all. And that, that is a drastically oversimplification of this. That is why I hate having these conversations because that is ridiculous. Therapy only works, only works if you want to go to therapy. Gun laws and red flag laws take into a part an, uh, Reports from other people, histories of violence, um, a lot of things. And like I said, is every is this going to fix everything? No. Is forcing a ton of people that want to have guns go to therapy every day going to, one, cause burnout of therapists? Two, we don't have nearly enough therapists to actually support that. And three, ultimately not actually change anything? Yes. So, no, I'm not saying that any criminal who wants to find a gun will find a gun. Are the odds still probably favorable? Yeah, probably. But if someone is being a fucking maniac and going around and saying like, hey, I've beat the fuck out of these tons of people. I've been arrested this many times, but I can still buy a gun because I think I'm sane and I told that therapist I'm okay. No, that doesn't solve the problem. That is, so that no, is a, I'm not saying that any criminal will necess- will find a way to find a gun. That is a drastically oversimplification of what I'm saying. But forcing everyone to go to therapy is also not the solution. There is a there, but there is a not. There is not a, there. The the problem is there isn't a solution. There is a way to mitigate what's going on. I like. I think because like. If I had my way, nobody would own guns because that's who that's where I that's where I stand. But I don't think that's ever going to happen. You know what I mean? Like I'm realistic. I think people should be Too allowed. Too ingrained in culture. Yeah, like I think 
the way things are, people are going to own guns. And I think it's, it's, we are the, the real root of the issue is that we take no steps towards mitigating the problem. We don't, but, we don't like may, maybe not force someone to go to therapy every force everyone to go to therapy, but force everyone to do an interview. Cause if some, like oh, if, yeah, definitely. If, if somebody, if somebody like comes in and is like, have you ever like had violent impulses? And they're like, yeah, you know, it's like, okay, maybe you don't get a gun, you know, or like, have you ever acted on those violent impulses? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, all right. So yeah, maybe agreed. Maybe therapy wasn't the right word or course of action but i feel like if you want your license you have to go to these interviews you have to go to these questions more than once Uh, it should be an annual if not quarterly thing like it should be a lot because it's it's hard to drive the the question unfortunately the question of should should people with mental health issues be allowed to wear guns is a little discriminatory because it's you're picking on one type of person or one group of people and not the blanket of everyone who wants to own a gun. So if you're going to treat one group of people who want to own a gun this way, you need to treat everyone who wants to own a gun this way. So you need to know that everyone is going to own the gun the proper way and do the proper things with this gun. So everyone needs to go into this blanket system. Yes. Yeah, we should do something. <laughs> yes i mean i, I mean that's yeah. a simple answer it, it, it's yes and i i apologize if i uh it, i i did bite your head off i'm not i'm not gonna say if i bit your head off i totally bit your head off but that's because right there <laughs> um i understand where you're coming from and what your perspective is now with elaboration but the the initial stance of everyone goes to therapy is like, no, that's just blatantly the wrong answer at a standard be set for everyone. Minimum, a standard set for everyone for gun ownership and all of that. Absolutely. hundred percent. Look at uh, some of Japan's gun laws, several other countries, gun laws. It's like, Oh, this isn't just a one time. You're good. There is a regular upkeep to these things. hundred percent. Absolutely. That is the, to me, that's just like the most basic, like, duh. Like, it's not like you just pass like a driver's license and suddenly you have a driver's license forever, which is also uh, honestly, fucking stupid to me. We should but... we should get reevaluated for driving as well. I'm gonna 100 percent say it right there. Agreed. We're on yeah, board. I should lose my Same license. Same thing. The <laughs> fact the fact wait the fact that you have to get a license for a car but you don't have to get a license to get a gun is horseshit to me. Like that is just the most basic of like, duh. So both of those things should be the same <laughs> at the fact of licensing to start regular interval licensing or testing, blah, 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 blah. Totally agree. But the point of the question specifically for mental illness is gray area. Yes, you have the basics of those start for all gun ownership, a start or, or basic entry level thing that you need to pass regular interval things that you need to pass or succeed or qualify for but the the primary question of mental health in and of itself in addition to that is a gray area that requires 
a lot, but that doesn't mean do nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Good conversation. Any other, any other thoughts on this question? Mm-mm. No. Sticky wicket, it is. <laughs> it's a sticky wicket, my friends. It sure is. All right. Tim said he had a question about Hamas that he wanted to bring up. Uh, <laughs> if you wanna... All right. Uh, Don't get me started. <laughs> I've, Don't I've, even get I've me started, one. man. <laughs> I've got our next question. All right, Reggie. Fellas, uh, this episode is airing on, what is it? The eleventh, yeah, the eleventh. See, um, which it December eleventh. It is Christmas time, fellas. What cookies do you want this year? Cookies. I so I want pizzelles. So, so last pizzelles. year's cookies, last year's cookies were pizzelles, snickerdoodles, crispy chocolate chip cookies, uh, ginger snaps, oatmeal raisin, and uh, ricearellis. Which were those? Oh, almond. My cookie to be. Uh, flavored like fully operational tesla model 3 uh, i don't know if i can quite make that quite yet i'll try i'll try my best but uh are there are there are there any additions are there any new requests um uh what kind of what do you like these cookie choices what kind of cookies do you want this year because it's christmas season it's cookies except tim tim got mean to me so he doesn't get to choose wow i apologize i'm kidding i'm kidding but also you already said pizzelles so let's go if you just give me if you just give me an entire box of pizzelles i will be so fucking happy i I am actually buying my own pizzelle maker this year because my mom's pizzelle maker only makes two at a time, and that's I not need enough. more. I that's need to make enough. at least four at a time, and that's still not enough. It will never right? be enough to satisfy my need for pizzelles. I love you know. And <laughs> an episode or two ago, Tim, you mentioned the, the like what what's something that you like that the people around you don't like, and you feel vindicated by. The answer to that for me, truthfully, is anytime I bring up pizzelles around my wife. Because <laughs> she's just like completely apathetic to Pizzelles. Like doesn't hate it. It's just like, all right, fine, it's Pizzelles. I'm like, you don't understand. <laughs> all right. These things are delicious. Definitely. I am mildly heartbroken right now. Great. It's phenomenal. Jen, definitely going to just bring you guys a box of Oops All Pizzelles and see Jenna's face. <laughs> oops, oops All Pizzelles. You know, it, 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 I, I don't know why how excited you're going to be about her expression because it's going to be one of complete and utter like nonchalance. Be like, sweet, all right. That's such a great description, though. Oops, all pizzas. Yeah. I'll tell you. What, did you say oatmeal raisin anywhere in there, Rich? Oh, oatmeal raisin are in there. Okay. I, I've got, as I've got oatmeal raisin, man. Mm, those are good. I I might have. I don't I, understand all any of you. I I'm surprised that so like I've I've grown up most of my life not knowing anybody who liked oatmeal raisin besides myself. Um, my my brother likes you know to tell try it the again. Reason... You know why? Because we're in our mid thirties now, and you got to try oatmeal <laughs> raisin again and realize that maybe as a younger palate you didn't appreciate it as much, but now you like the the combination of savory and sweet and the heartiness of the oatmeal raisin cookie. It is time. We are now approaching middle age. It is time for us to appreciate. And consider the oatmeal raisin cookie. Plus, plus Much like coffee and eggs, people make me try them every year, and I still fucking hate them. 
Is it is it the oatmeal raisin, raisin or is it the oatmeal? cookies with coffee and eggs at the same time? Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, ha. No, I love raisins. Raisins are delicious. Oatmeal raisin cookies, not appetizing. What about oatmeal chocolate chip, or is it just the oatmeal? Also not appetizing. So it's the oatmeal. Okay, it's the oatmeal. Oh, I, I mean, those it. are but also also raisins like in a cookie oatmeal? is just not appetizing to me. Do you like oatmeal? No. <laughs> Coffee, eggs, oatmeal, cooked fish. There we go, baby. It's it's the things I fucking hate to eat or consume. Raw fish, give me sushi all day. Cooked eel, fucking amazing. But it's not really a fish. It's more of a snake, really. I don't believe you. Like I <laughs> That's fine. simply don't believe you. <laughs> like, About which yeah. thing? I mean, the coffee and eggs thing. Like I, I've grown to accept that as a as a as a feature of your personality. The oatmeal <laughs> thing is is blowing my mind. It's oatmeal. It's it's you can do anything I, you know, with it. It's a it's a it's a blank canvas. In, it's gross. in in Tim's defense, the only time I liked oatmeal when I was a kid was oatmeal raisin cookies. I did not like oatmeal itself. I did not. Yeah, like but Tim's thirty four years old. <laughs> I look. No, I'm not. I'm thirty three. No, no, you're going we, to be thirty four. We've in already like six established. months. One foot in the grave, Hanson. <laughs> five months. Five months. I'll be thirty four. How old are you? You're older than a child. No, uh, so Jacob's say, older than him. Everything about you, that Jacob is like, like twenty years older than I am. When I, when I was six, I thought the same thing that Tim did. <laughs> but like, it, it took a while for me to come around to oatmeal in general. Is really what I was saying. like. I wasn't. I was an adult until I started to like oatmeal, like well into a, like mid right. mid to late twenties. Matt, I I promise you, between this session mm-hmm. and our next session. I will try oatmeal again mm-hmm. at, in whatever in whatever concoction or or in, ingredient enriched flavor enriched variety that any of you choose. I got a recipe for you. And I will still tell you that I hate it next episode. Oh. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, have Send you ever had recipe. oatmeal scotchies? What's an oatmeal scotchy? It's a butter. It's an oatmeal butterscotch cookie. They're maybe my favorite cookie. They're so good. I love butterscotch but I, but, is fantastic. But I do love. But I do love oatmeal. So that's also playing into it. I, if you don't like oatmeal, you won't like. Cookies. But I love butterscotch. Oh, I'll make you some. We'll see. Okay. I want uh, white chocolate macadamia nut cookies, Rich. White chocolate. It's a good cookie. Or just like a real solid sugar cookie. I know those are kind of like opposite end of the spectrum. The white chocolate is like a little bit like bougie, but or just a sugar cookie. I sugar cookies are great. Basic sugar cookie. Classic sugar cookies banging. Okay, they fucking slap. Because I I will like usually I try to limit my cookies like four. Last year I did six, and so I'm like, you know, what if I did like ten different cookies? This year, and just because I have the, I, I think that I'm going to be doing Cookie Day, unless there happens to be a Christmas party at some point that has not been announced yet. I think Cookie Day is the 14th or 15th for me, um, because I think that's when I have off in December. It's either the 15th or the 22nd. No, it's the 15th, which means I'll be bringing cookies around to everyone that weekend. Um, 
So, like, I'm going to have the whole day Friday off to be making cookies and everything. So I want to I want to do a lot of cookies uh, this year. Matt, I will appreciate very much the uh, the recipe you sent me just because it had a jump to recipe button, That's which right. is missing from far too many recipes and the bullshit that is the Internet now. That's huge. I, I That's hate, huge. I hate I hate Internet recipes, man. Overnight slow they cooker suck. steel cutouts with banana includes a jump to recipe button, which is the biggest the biggest benefit of this recipe. Great. Uh, we just got done talking about Nickelback and bananas and you're sending more bananas. Look at this banana recipe. <laughs> uh, all right. So we got Pizzelles. We got oatmeal raisin. We got sugar cookies. What else? So, so yeah, the list is Pizzelles, Snickerdoodle, Crispy, Chocolate Chip, Rice Arelli, uh Ginger Snaps, Oatmeal Raisin, Oatmeal Scotchies, White Chocolate Macadamia Nut, Sugar Cookies. Anything else you guys would want to request cookie-wise? Didn't you do those, like, orange sugar pow- the, powdered sugar cookie things? Those- those are the Reserellis. Oh, I never knew what those were called. I just know that I love them, dude. I've been one. I've been craving them, but they are they're, they're expensive made with, they're, and they're yeah. really intensive to make. I remember they're made with almond flour, so it's the flour alone is like twenty bucks. So it's like I make one batch of those, and that's it. If I Venmo you twenty dollars right now, is that cool? You're not Venmoing me. I'm not accepting any money for Christmas cookies. It's your Christmas gift. I will decline that money. There are these cookies. I don't know what the name of them are, but I've made them before. They're these like I think they're Italian. They're they're they've got like a lemon glaze and like ricotta cheese on it as well. Uh, Rich resident Italian adjacent. Any familiarity with this? Lemon ricotta cookies. Yeah, I think I know exactly. I've had them before. Yeah. Literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I searched I searched lemon ricotta cookies, and the second link is the Italian kitchen. Yeah, I, I've had yeah, these yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I I think I'll I'll look I'll look into figuring out how to do those. That I've made I made them the last couple of years, and they're good. But my 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 fault is that every single time, no matter how small I make the actual cookie, they balloon to like a super wide size when I actually bake them. So. Mm-hmm. I have a very vivid memory of last year. I had, a, I had like one day off of work that I had to spoil before the end of the year. So I took a day off, made cookies all day, and I was building a, a piece of furniture for my daughter for her birthday, uh, birthday for Christmas, uh, like a little like uh, stand so you could stand up in, in the kitchen and watch us do stuff in the kitchen. And I, I'm telling you, man, I was eating some of the cookies that I made and building a little high chair thing basically and watching, I kid you not, Akira. On, on you, uh, yes. on TV in our living room. It's like you know what? I keep hearing about this movie. I've never actually watched it. Here I am going to watch Akira, and uh, I got like three quarters of the way through it, and then I had to go pick up my daughter from daycare. So, uh, so Matt, I will tell you, if you haven't finished it, no big deal. But you need to read it. Okay. They are different stories. Are they? An, is it a novel or is it a, a manga? Uh, it's a graphic novel <laughs> okay so yes it's a manga okay. okay but i will tell you they are different stories so they the end okay. the end of the movie does not exist in the manga does it okay All right. and the last started, 10 minutes the of the movie like seminal piece of of animated it absolutely uh, is the 
to the point where anything that ever has a motorcycle in it will do the the Akira slide. Like it's mm. just gonna happen. They they did it in uh, Nope. They did the Akira slide in Nope. Yeah, I know. Mm. Um, but the 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 at movie ending and I and I'll say this full well knowing that I haven't finished the manga and have tried to read it three separate times. But oh. Whoa. Sorry, all my light, all my lights turned off because it's midnight, and that's what my uh, my routines yeah, are set for now. Smart devices set for. I for do. Shutting it off. Tim after dark. Yeah, uh, Alexa, turn on apartment nineteen. Thank you. Ba-doom. Um, that is a friend's reference for anyone who catches that, because that light is mm. named Joey, and this one is Chandler. Rest oh, in peace. Rip. Um. Uh, fuck. What was I saying? I haven't finished the manga, but I've seen so. I, I, in many of my YouTube dives, I've seen like uh, I like watch or watching videos on the differences between a anime representation versus the manga representation, and I've watched the one on Akira, and it's like literally this ending is not a thing. Mm. None of this exists. This doesn't exist. Here's a key thing that is entirely left out. Blah, 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 blah. So I've watched the movie all the way through, and I'm just like, what the fuck happened? Gotcha. So you're fine. But graphically right. and everything else, great. Okay. All right. All right. Tim and Sean, you guys have questions. Oh, oh man. Oh, God. Tim, check your, check your phone real quick. <laughs> no, you didn't. Is this is this gonna be our Christmas fight? Are we gonna fight over me sending you twenty dollars? I sent him a Venmo back, just saying no with the twenty bucks. Because I sent him a question. I sent him twenty dollars saying, "Give me cookies." <laughs> All right. Well, I'll start that. I'll keep that going tomorrow. Um, I got a quick question because I think I already know the answer. Um, yeah, I think I already know the answer. Have you? ever fired a gun i was gonna ask this as the follow-up to matt's question just as like a general polling i know we have discussed various aspects of gun ownership gun rights blah 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 at length over the years uh but i don't actually know i don't think any of you own one but i don't know if any of you have ever actually shot one that wasn't like a uh a pellet gun yeah, say BB gun and scouts. I think was about the extent of my yeah. real, my true gun handling. I went to a range and used shotguns. That's pretty mm. dope, honestly. So very cool. I'm really glad I did it. I don't really have any desire to go again, but I was. It was a fun time with my in-laws. I uh, only gun I've ever shot was a paintball gun. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I I've always wanted to. I've always wanted to go to a range. I've always wanted to shoot a gun. I would like to shoot um, a handgun, like a pistol. Like go to a range mm-hmm. and use a pistol, but uh again, yeah. it's not high on my priorities. Yeah. Yeah. That that's perfectly reasonable. Um uh I've never shot a sh- I've never fired a shotgun. I'm I'm very jealous. That's always been an experience that I've like want to have had but it's not something that's like oh let me just go down to the range they'll give me a shotgun and i'm gonna shoot it yeah that's yeah. not a thing um so j- jealous jealous just be <laughs> one i love to experience new things 
even if it's trying a new oatmeal recipe that I'm not going to like. Um, but I do think my personal perspective is I do think that everyone, I think it is a benefit to at least have tried it to have a better understanding of what it actually is and what it actually does. Um, because not everyone has access to a fucking M16 or something like that, though an AR-15 is very close. But we're not having that conversation right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you see in a lot of movies is drastically over or dramatized of what you would expect. But having a safe, it, it's still very jarring. And having a understanding of what that is and having a safe fear of what that is, I think is beneficial. Because there's also people that are like, ah, it's just a gun. I don't care. Walk it off. It's like, unless it's a 22 that shot you in the toe, you're not walking that off. You're going to be in pain. But that's a different thing. So it was just a, a general question. Uh, and I get, I, I guess a follow up if you want. If you ever want to go to a range, let me know. Happy to go with you. Um, Sick. Ha- have a little more. As a brose outing. A brose outing? Everyone go shoot a gun? Yeah. Let me go find a Groupon. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, that was kind of a joke, but also Groupons are totally real things for firing ranges. They are. Yeah. Um, um, it was just a general question. Figured I'd ask. And now the offer's out there. If you, anyone ever wants to go to a range, I'd love to go with you guys. Happy to help. I'm not going to say I'm the end-all be-all on gun knowledge. I know what I know, and I know what I don't know. Can I, can I hold it sideways? And shoot like no, this? I How will punch you. TV. Like they shoot I on will, TV like this. I, I will a, punch a, you in the face. I have a question. <laughs> if I go to the range and say, hello, I'd like to be a Rudy Tootie shooting boy for the afternoon, <laughs> will they still let me in? Probably not. Hmm. But what if I say please? Oh, you said please? Totally. You got money? Sorry, I forgot my manners. Actually, I need to find a new range because the range I used to go to is shut down. I thought you were going to say it's in North Carolina. (laughs) Nah. (laughs) Six days away from where you used to live. French Creek Outfitters shut down like Uh, two years ago. Ah, shoot. Maybe in South Jersey. Are there? Sh- I'm sure there's ranges and there's ranges and yeah, there's ranges. Sure. And, well, yeah, I uh, I assume I was in Jersey. I don't know where I went. I am I I know nothing about Jersey other than they have very strict gun laws. So I will not go to a range in Jersey unless they have guns of their own. Because if I get pulled over with mine in the trunk, I'm still yeah. getting arrested. So yeah. there's that. Going to a, I'm just going to a range officer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, I, there are specific people that I invited to my wedding because our uh, our reception was in Jersey. There are specific people that I called and I was like, hey, just so you know, Jersey gun laws are fucking weird. Don't bring it or mm-hmm. don't fucking tell anyone if you happen to be pulled over for anything. Mm-hmm. Because normal gun ownership responsible gun ownership is if it's in a car and you're pulled over for any reason officer i just want to let you know there is a gun in the vehicle blah 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 jersey you're arrested regardless of what previously instated that stop if you are bringing a gun and it's in the car you're under arrest Mm. um so yeah 
Yeah, so, so I'll yeah. come to you guys. It's just we're not using mine. <laughs> That's fine. That is okay. All right, Sean. What's your question? Uh, I all of my questions were a little bit too heavy, so I scoured the internet for two seconds, <laughs> and I want to know what your what was your dream job as a kid? Like, what was your aspiration? Because mine, Michael I wanted Jordan. to be a Michael Jordan. I wanted to be a, <laughs> a, a senator. That was my ultimate goal. I don't know why. I think I was just like everyone wants to be president. I just want to be a senator. But like as I've grown older, I've been like I don't even want to. That's that's so much. <laughs> hipster six year old Sean wants to be a senator. <laughs> I wanted to be a senator. That's what I wrote in my middle in my uh, grade school yearbook. I wrote I wanted to be a senator, and my one of my teachers. <laughs> called me senator for the next four years because he moved up to my high school like he, he changed <laughs> jobs and went to my high school so he called me senator for four years and i do not want that any longer uh i no. i would like to affect change but i don't think that's the way to do it i don't think nope. me getting it i also don't have the capital i mean you obviously don't have the capital you're not a senator you just have your house oh yeah i can't uh insider trade no. Yeah, you're not being paid by uh, lobbyists yet. Yeah. yeah, but on that note, you could make you could be uh, a congress a congressman. You're the House of Representatives. I could, or I could be a state senator. You could do that. You could do that as well. I, I yeah, it was always a, a like uh, on the federal level a senator, but I think I could be a local politician. I think I could deal with yeah, that. Be the alderman. Hell yeah, man! Or the ah. yes, I'll be the alderman. Yeah. Alderman O'Brien. There you go. I like it. File some licenses. I mean, I just wanted I wanted to be a basketball star when I was a kid. I mean, that was <laughs> that was that was the job. Uh the job was, you know, uh, up until like high school was like I'm going to go pro, which was hilarious. So, uh <laughs> so that but that was it. Like I I, I watched basketball on TV. I'm like oh, I'm relatively tall now. Surely this will continue. And although I am tall now, I'm not tall for a professional basketball player uh, didn't work out for me in that way. So, uh, but yeah, that was that was the dream was to go play with Michael Jordan, and Sean Kemp, and Gary Payton, and Carl Malone, and and John Stockton, and all those guys back in the nineties. That was that was the dream, man. Nobody on the Sixers until Allen Iverson came into the league. So, mm-hmm. it was all my all my 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 aspirational goals were players on other NBA teams. Mm-hmm. Shaq back in the day. Um, I think, I mean, I, 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 I think I went the same route as pretty much most kids or pretty much as we're growing up, maybe most boys. I wanted to be a cop. Then I wanted to be a firefighter. And then where I stuck the longest was I wanted to be a chef. Um, and I, I wanted to stick with being a chef and cooking up until I pretty much up until the end of high school. Where then, like, I don't know what changed in me. I went to school for computer programming, computer science instead of cooking. I've got two answers, and one is a real downer. Um, for a while, I didn't think I was going to live past 22, so I didn't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> I just okay. assumed I would do something real stupid um, and end up dead. Um and besides that, I just i I didn't have anything specific in mind. I just wanted to build things. I just um, I've ever since I was little, I liked knowing how things worked, 
how can I make them better and how can I build cool shit? Um, so I didn't know what an engineer was back then, but essentially that. Um, either an engineer or a fabricator or some combination of the two. Nice. Nice. Hmm. Hmm. You get that construction buggy. As a kid, you're like, oh, yeah, I want to build stuff up. I want to build Legos and stuff like that. And like, you can obviously parlay that into like, oh, yeah, it's it's the creative aspect of your childhood. Like, let's turn nothing into something. It's it's the indicator of a good imagination, frankly. Uh, (laughs) And that's the weird part because that's where the conversation always goes. But unless, unless I was given a task or a goal, I can't build anything. Hmm. Like Hmm. if you just threw a bunch of Legos at me, I'd be like, and (laughs) directive directive. Unless you were like, build a plane, build a tower, build a house. I was just like, okay, what am I supposed to do with this? Which is why like Minecraft, I'm good at like, I enjoy Minecraft. If I have a plan, if it's just, you threw me at my and if you threw me into Minecraft and you like play the game, I was like, what's that mean? I don't know what that means. <laughs> that means jack shit to me. I hate this game. Fuck this game. Um, yeah. So it's weird. Like with, with, without a directive, I lack creativity, but with a directive, I will come up with like seven solutions for the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's it. Nice. Which is why I, I often argue with people and they're like, you're creative. I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Any other careers you guys uh, wanted to have or any jobs you wanted to have when you were a kid? Not really. Maybe a musician, probably in high school. I was like, I could deal with being a singer-songwriter. There's a corner store uh, down at the end of my street called Felix's for a long time. And at a certain point, Felix uh, retired and started to try and rent the place out. Uh, and originally, it was just, you know, convenience store. They did donuts and stuff like that. And uh, and I was like, Mom, you should buy Felix's and we could start our own restaurant. <laughs> and it was entirely on the grounds that my mom made great pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> my mom cooked a bunch of great stuff when I was a kid, but the, the the premise of the Felix's restaurant takeover was entirely based on the concept of my mom made great pancakes. I could help with the pancakes because I was six, and then <laughs> then we'd make all sorts of money because <laughs> it would be a great food, and everybody mm-hmm. likes my mom's cooking. Huh? So uh, so there there was something there. I wanted to be a I don't know sous chef. For, for my mother. Uh, <laughs> Where was Felix's? Felix's was at the corner of Township Line Road and Route 100. It was, the, it's where the, like, you know, where the place where they had the, now they have, it's like a seasonal place. They have like the Halloween shop and then like the Christmas tree farm on 100. Um, it's, it, it's not a great location because it's, um, it's closer. It, it's, it's like, it's closer to Marchwood, frankly. Uh, it's it, it, the, the problem is it's not a great location for a convenience store slash a quarter store because it's only accessible from one side of the highway and there's a median in the way. So it, not a great location, but great donuts. Oh, I know what you're talking about. 
Yep. I think yep, that was yep. already closed before I moved to X. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Felix had already retired. Uh, Felix lived in the the house across the street from it, and the the story was always that he was charging way too much for rent. So the only people that could afford to be there were like Halloween Adventure and whatever Halloween Adventure's Christmas affiliate was. <laughs> um, so this dude just sat there retired, owning this commercial real estate looming over the property that was just vacant for nine months out of the year because he was just charging too much for rent so it's tough yeah. tough sledding for felix but man made a good donut when he was still working anyway i think that's everything guys we did it yeah we did that's it. it yeah that's it let's bring it to a close by letting you all know that the brose podcast the one that you've been listening to for the past hour or so is available on all major podcasting platforms, but you can also follow us on social media to find out exactly when our new episodes have dropped. You can follow us on X at brose underscore podcast on Facebook at brose podcast or on Instagram at brose underscore podcast. Uh, and of course, if you have a question that you want us to answer on the air, email it to brose at gmail.com. That's brose at gmail.com. Special thanks as always to Mary O'Brien, who compiles our listener questions, to Tess Riley, who edits our show, to Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo. You can find Shannon's work at the Vogel Art Shop on Facebook or at her storefront on Etsy.com. And our theme music is the song, is the song When by Steven Siebert. You can listen to Steven's work at the Free Music Archive. It's time for social media handles and plugs. Rich, we'll start with you. Check me out on X at B underscore Walnuts, and you can watch me on Twitter, play video games Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday at B underscore Walnuts, where I am playing uh, Baldur's Gate, Sea of Thieves, and other games, maybe some co-op games with Timmy, uh, as long as he still doesn't hate me. And, um... <laughs> and <laughs> Why uh, would I hate you? <laughs> uh, uh, I, I can't remember what else I was going to say. Just also, don't mandate I, me go to therapy, and we're fine. Yeah, I just can't, yeah, just can't wait till yeah, I watch your stream for 20,000 hours, and then I get to play King of Fighters with you one time. Yeah, Sean, uh, what about you? You can find me on Twitter at HeyIt'sOB, and you can find me throwing frisbees at OB Discall pretty much everywhere. How about you, Tim Hansen? You can find me on X at Tim R. Hansen. Uh, if you're not doing anything on December 15th, uh, evening, Friday evening, and you happen to not catch After the Bar singing Christmas Village on the 9th, then you can catch us again on at 8 o'clock, December 15th at Christmas Village, singing some wonderful Christmas classics. Maybe some you don't know, maybe some you think you know, and we put our own spin on it. So uh, come enjoy the festivities. Also, other vendors and wonderful Christmas vibes going on and about so come enjoy some music music yeah i don't know why i did that that was weird (laughs) i don't know you were selling me on it until you said it was music it's Uh, so much better than music that bullshit elevator music there we go uh you follow me on x at mkaznel that's m-k-a-s-z-n-e-l and as always i will plug uh, my brother's band, Alex Casnell, and the board of directors. Uh, you can find their work at bandcamp.com. Just search for Alex Casnell and the board of directors. They've got a new EP coming out, the Parachute EP. They've got uh, several uh, pieces of work out already. You can go get the Landlocked single. You can get 
uh, everything's important and nothing matters. Their 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 debut. Uh, you can get to all sorts of merch, and you can find out their tour dates as well. Uh, Alex Casnell and the board of directors on Bandcamp, and you can also listen to their music on most major streaming platforms as well. Uh, so if you're on Spotify, for example, you know you could listen to the Brose podcast on Spotify, and then just go listen to Alex Casnell and the board of directors as well. It's you know just a two for one special. That's what I call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what a lot of people are calling it. Many people are saying it's the two-in-one special on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Lots of it's the Barbenheimer of uh, <laughs> podcasts and albums. Yeah. Is their shirt saying, only coming black now? Does it? I, I thought it came in blue. I have a blue one. I also have a blue one, but it looks like their shirt is black now. <gasps> wow. We have limited edition blue Alex Kessel, the board of director shirts. Put it in plastic. Sell it in 20 years for $500,000. I will never sell it. I will cherish it forever. I would I would sell it and I would never sell it and cherish it forever unless it was for $500,000. <laughs> uh, I love my brother. And then I will keep it and be like, I'm better than your brother. You did it. You, you did better than my brother. And instead I have $500,000. <laughs> Say goodbye <laughs> to the gentle listeners, everyone. Bye. 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 For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action News team. My name is Matt Casano, reminding you all that, oh, we didn't record that episode. Uh, And to be smart about being stupid.